0: Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D.
1: My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment.
0: We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle.
1: all right everybody hello there this is episode infinity I, I don't No, it's episode 19 oh i knew that right Sometimes so, i just see you every week it gets oh way. my
0: gosh no <laughs> it's episode 20 and episode 20 yes you're right mm-hmm. it's only episode 20 we can't get tired of each other yet i know
1: i mean we've known each other for like five years yeah six, so no way more than that 2012 nine years
0: nine since 2012 yeah
1: because that's when we started school together no way no wonder i don't like you that much well so i feel the same way <laughs> so today we're talking about the importance of baseline testing yes. um what is it what do we do do we uh, even do it do we even do it should we do it <laughs> is baseline testing something <laughs> that should be done <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so danielle mm-hmm. what uh do you do do you do baseline testing
0: Yes, that's probably, no, that isn't probably. That is what I start all of my athletes on. And it is a great way to do exactly that, find a baseline. And the reason why I do it, right, I do baseline testing. Find baseline. Good question, or good point. Baseline is to keep it short at the beginning, Mm -hmm. where someone starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's keeping it short, right? That's, yeah. that's their, their potential from the start. More than I first see an athlete baseline is where they're starting. Mm-hmm. What okay. about you? What do you, what would you just I mean, define baseline as?
1: I would want to say something. More scientific, but I mean, I. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. Saying, yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to say something with more
0: words. It sounds really, really. It sounds good. Sounds really smart.
1: But it doesn't. <laughs> I was hoping you would. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was a fail. So, so baseline testing is <laughs> basically the reference point that we use. Reference for so, points a good start for someone to that is starting with us for the first time, whether it be uh, tests that have a lot of research behind it, or whether it be something as simple as like manual muscle test or finding like a one rep max. I think that even a one rep max, yeah. if you're trying to strengthen, you know, that would be a baseline test because as therapists, how do we know that we are reaching certain goals or that patient is reaching certain goals that we don't have baseline testing?
0: Yeah. Right. yeah like, it's something objective. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, for me, in I'll put it in an ideal situation. I get an athlete preseason, and mm-hmm. I have them, they have, gosh, it's the summer, and typically you get two months, roughly eight weeks to properly uh, start a program, mm-hmm. right? And what a baseline for me looks like is the three big lifts is what I like mm-hmm. to call it. Which are going to be squat, Mm -hmm. deadlift, and bench press, right? Movements that are not complicated, that are very simple, very static. Exactly, static, Mm -hmm. and are safe, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There's not a whole lot of cueing necessary, so Mm -hmm. to speak. We, I'd like to hope that with these athletes, they have the the Mm -hmm. what I'm going to call bare mechanics down, right? They understand, you know, we don't necessarily want to see them hinging at their trunk when we're trying to perform a squat. We want to make sure that everything, you know, proper cues are in line. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I start with those three big lifts. And I'll incorporate that. That'll be a part of their baseline testing. Now, if this athlete is, there is, you know, I'll, t- I'll administer a battery of hop tests. Mm-hmm. If it is, Someone who I or someone who may have a history of um, a lower extremity injury, mm-hmm. right? It'll it won't be a, a, an extensive test because I try and gear it specifically towards building strength, and of course, it's obtaining goals for the mm-hmm. athlete. Uh, and, and it it can vary from athlete to athlete depending on their sport. Mm-hmm. But if the true goal is I want to get stronger, faster the 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 all-encompassing baseline is going to involve those three big lifts and then the program is based around those lifts Mm -hmm. and it'll involve a squat a hinge a push a pull a mix that are in that are addressing their weaknesses Mm -hmm. as well as highlighting their strengths and then you know you're going to see a progression as the weeks as the weeks um, as the weeks pass, yeah, right, and we will do a reevaluation or a retest, uh, depending on the the, the work put in, yeah, the yep. goal, yeah, um, at a four-week marker, or typically I'll wait thirty at days. The- 30 days yeah. is, is another one, but for me, I can, I'll can i wait sometimes at the eight-week marker. Yeah. My programming can extend that far. Yeah, and
1: it depends how long you're seeing the athlete exactly. and their goals. Like, if their goal is to just bench press, I don't know, 10 pounds more than what they're bench pressing now, then obviously you're probably not going to see them too long. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And so that's where a lot of variance happens. But, it, again, if I stay to a general approach and yeah. I get the athlete – two months prior to their season starting. That's their preseason, and I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have an eight-week program. I'll start with their three lifts, and then I may do a what is called a soft retest where mm-hmm. I'll have them maybe do a three-rep max yeah. just to see if they are, in fact, progressing, and then true a true retest come week eight.
1: Yeah, I do... Um, it's funny cause I never really thought about what lifts, I, but I do the same lifts. I do bench press, squat and deadlift. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, I do sometimes, um, with athletes that are just looking for better performance is I test their 500 meter row, their 500 mm, meter yeah. ski. That's a great, uh, great one. And then they do like row. a, like a max effort. Um, so looking at where they are, their, um, heart rate capacity um and then how long it takes for them to reach resting heart rate after yeah right, so yeah that's a great one um, i haven't
0: had any distance runners to mm-hmm. to test they've had a lot of explosive like real quick anaerobic type movements. so you're looking at a three to five second burst yeah so i'll do a lot of max speed on the mm-hmm. air runner yeah, right yeah. you can measure it on there and i'll have five inner five attempts mm-hmm. and i'll take i'll take the best of five yeah Um, So that's another test. The 500 meter row is another good one that Mm -hmm. I've implemented. I don't really do it very often because you're now flirting with a different um, energy system. And if I'm staying true to like my football players, my volleyball players that have those quick bursts and then they're done, 500 meters is now tapping into an unnecessary, you know, uh, uh, aerobic system. So, or I'm sorry, energy system. So. Sometimes I'll do it just to you know because again we're in preseason that'll my 500 meter rows more postseason kind yeah. of deal when I'm now doing more general strength training mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, it'll it'll involve you know your your standard lifts again right you might my, my three big lifts and then I'll encompass uh, maybe a little bit more Olympic lifting mm-hmm. things that athletes that uh, uh, a trend that I've seen with some of my uh, athletes are they haven't been exposed a lot to of uh, to the Olympic lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might encor- encu- encompass that because you have like triple extension, yeah. right? It's a total body deal yeah. that I think is, is great for every
1: athlete. It's just with, even with athletes like that, right? Uh, even if someone that's been someone like a CrossFitter or whatever, like right. Olympic weightlifting is so... How can I say it? so meticulous? Yeah, like it's crazy. Oh yeah, like, you, the like, finesse
0: is there. I would say that for for snatch, I think. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> for um, right. clean and jerk, you get a little bit more. You you can you can. Um, what is it called? You could modify it, mm-hmm. right? Because you can do a power clean, yeah. right? You don't need to have as much mobility, um, and so you can you can build into that. But with mm-hmm. a snatch, even though they do have a power snatch, so to speak, yeah. but a, a true Olympic position. lift, or yeah. yeah, you know, a power position, a true Olympic lift is you know getting under the bar and getting under it appropriately, yeah. right? Yeah. And
1: and that's challenging for it, me. Yeah, it, it's funny because I my my wife recently. I mean, my wife's been an athlete for a while now, but she never really crossed it. And she was like, I want to get the snatch down. And I was like, oh my God, it's like the most complicated (laughs) movement ever. So then I had to like really progress her as an athlete from like simple stuff, like hollow body holds, reverse hollow body holds. But that's good. And then like, and then we had to go into just power position, like go from the power, go from the power, from the hang. It's humbling too. You know, it's just like, and then it's like over and over and it's just like bar. Yeah. Yeah. Forget loading. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's so hard. Like even to this day, like I do the snatch once a week, and uh, I struggle with it, and I'm only putting up like 60 pounds, and I'm like, but that's smart because I lack movement Mm i like mobility. You Mm -hmm. know me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. Mm -hmm. You need
0: to work on it. Me too. Definitely. It happens. (laughs) So you know, going back to to baseline testing and Mm -hmm. the importance of it, you highlighted it. Um, you're assessing the true baseline. Where are they at and what are their movements? And where do they want to be, right? Right. Because that's what you take into account. You definitely need to make sure you obtain their goals. I think for me, you know, in developing a program for true strength training, and if I stay true to the eight-week program, Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing this athlete once a week and and as needed I'll adjust. Uh, Right now I think uh, I've had an athlete that is – that is that graduated from rehab into Mm -hmm. sports performance. Um, And so I've had the privilege of working with them. Now I've seen them transition, which is fantastic. So their strength training program has just been, I'm going to say stellar because they, I know where their limitations were. So we delve into their, their primary involved or their involved side and able to really, really build a good foundation. Mm -hmm. And then when the big lifts came to assess them, i mean she blew it out of the water yeah you know what i'm saying so when you get athletes that are moving let's just say they start and they move poorly let's look past you know a strength training program Mm -hmm. and start with an athlete that comes to you with um let's just say knee pain yeah right so a baseline test would involve true um battery of hop tests which is going to be A single Single hop test, single leg hop, and then you have a uh, triple A or triple hop crossover, and then a six meter time test. Mm -hmm. All those four tests have been the most researched, and then you have a few other like the tuck jump. Yeah, you know you have a lot of ACL, right? Exactly, and and and, you know these are things that are that may be seen more as preventative, Mm -hmm. but they also have great criteria and they highlight some poor movement Movement or 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 just movement patterns that can be corrected, Mm -hmm. right? I e. poor. So, you know, if you take a step back and, and really dial it into just the mechanics and, and stay true to that out, you know, those things can really help build a fantastic program just from seeing how they move. Yeah. Right. We're talking about jumping. We're talking, we're talking about landing, how they mm-hmm. take off. Yeah. Right. And then the quality of these movements.
1: Yeah. And then there's one thing, like one of the things that I like to look at a lot is even a box jump. Right? Yeah. Like jumping onto a box. And then you may not see the deficit, but then jumping down from a box, right. then you see it and you're like, okay, this is how they land. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's
0: awesome because you're seeing takeoff mechanics mm-hmm. and then you're seeing how they absorb when they land. You know, those are good things to see.
1: You know, I know there's a lot of grading skills for these. Uh, you know, we're, I'm going to say we're so experienced, but, you know, we've been doing this for such a long time that I feel like we have a keen eye for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just observing, movement. like, as soon as someone walks in, we already know, okay, like, there's something Yeah, on. you can right. tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're, you already are assessing their mechanics. And, and for me, personally, I start from the, the feet up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I think, like... I hope they don't think I'm checking them out, Yeah, you know, and sometimes I'll, technically I am, but you know what I'm saying? I found yeah. myself doing that and I'll say like, Hey, I'm looking at you in a professional manner. Yeah. You know, Oh, by the way, my name
1: is Danielle. Right? Oh, wait, I'm going to look at your butt and see if it like right. swings from side to side. Exactly. So, like, and I need to see,
0: I need to see that.
1: Does your hip drop? Like what's going on? Yep. There's
0: things that we're looking at. <laughs> there are things that we're looking at.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we do. A lot of baseline testing um, to start and I always you know every time a patient walks in I do a form of that baseline testing yeah right and I think that's something that we need to do better as professionals it's like sometimes we do it in the first day then we don't do it again till like 30 days because that's what the state requires mm-hmm. us, right but every time they come in I make it an effort to say hey we've improved on this baseline even though it's only been a week but this already looks better. Yeah. You know, and what and that also instills confidence in the patient that like, oh, I'm getting better. I'm. I think
0: that's a big point to mm-hmm. highlight because sometimes the patient doesn't feel like they are.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like losing weight. I tell my patients it's it's you feel that you're not getting better because you're with yourself 24/7. Right. So the pain that you are experiencing or the movement or whatever issues you're experiencing they feel like they're just there with you all the time, mm-hmm. but then when you have a two week, even a one week look back period, I say, "Do you feel better than you felt this time last week?" Right. And they're like, oh yeah, I was able to do this, and I couldn't do this before. Right. Right.
0: I think you do a great job of highlighting that because you don't ignore the little things, and I, I can say I do the same thing. Mm. It's it's we're torn from the same cloth, or we take from the same cloth. Doesn't matter. The point is that we're on the same clock thank you there's something you get what i'm trying to <laughs> say yeah, but you know i think it's important to highlight even the smallest wins in one of the the one of the big things that i learned from my favorite rotation i say that sarcastically i hope you remember this
1: Oh yeah. Uh, when i
0: was at the hospital yeah, yeah, yeah. okay mm-hmm. well one of the things that i took from her and i learned a lot from her whether or not i liked it and one of the things i took from her she's like the the in neuro in a neuro setting, yeah, right the littlest things are, are you you need to make sure you notice that because it's that's all you're gonna get yeah. for a week, two weeks yeah. you, know, you know and these are people that present with traumatic brain brain injuries, but my point is is that stuck with me she's mm-hmm. like the, what she said word for word was like if that patient can lift her pinky and she couldn't do that yesterday, that is huge yeah. then you make sure they know that yeah because they're not they they're not you know they're they're sitting by themselves like you said mm-hmm. and they only know that okay I can't move my arm mm-hmm. but if you got them to at least have a trace of an activation that's
1: huge yeah
0: and I didn't at the time it was big and it was mind blowing but that one statement allows me to really highlight something that's so small that people can yeah. overlook and you brought up you know hey this this time last week you couldn't even get up from a chair without feeling that pain now you can get up and and now you're rowing or or now you're able to Mm -hmm. to hinge forward and do it with good cueing and i don't have to tell you anything you know baseline testing it it may not be in a formal pattern or a formal way but i think you're right like if you see someone walk in and you've already noticed that sway that's already a form of baseline yeah
1: you know yeah and they might not be objective to where we're writing it down right but we already know right also, a baseline, a form of baseline testing is what could they do before? Or what can they do now? Yeah, right. Like- Having that
0: conversation, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's that's exactly right. You know, it, we can talk about it in a, in a very high level uh, training aspect, right, mm-hmm. where we have a an, um, a very detailed program that's catered to the athlete. You know, it, we I talked about preseason. It could be in season, right, where mm-hmm. we're talking about maintenance and making sure that we're. Uh, addressing every let's let's talk about the overhead athlete yeah. right we're addressing every muscle and doing it in a way that it keeps that shoulder prime so yeah. that way they can perform at the optimal level for a game time come friday right mm-hmm. there's different ways that we can address baseline testing in different parts of the season and then you can look at another another patient athlete yeah. that is trying to get back to deadlift right they come to you to, with back pain and their baseline was deadlifting 405 pounds yeah. now they can't even pick up a piece of paper yeah Right? Like you're bringing it all back together.
1: And that, That's the other form of baseline testing that I use that I, I kind of go because I work with a lot of Olympic weightlifters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all of their training is percentage-based off of their one rep max, right? Mm-hmm. So then I look at, okay, what are you lifting now? What numbers are you hitting? Or I start them at the very beginning. Okay, like this is what I want you to hit 50%. Like obviously we know that just respite alone doesn't get someone better. Right. So I always scale them back to like 50% of their normal scaled weight. Or their normal weight, and then they kind of work their way up. And so if they start there in week one, and by week six, they're hitting their numbers, that's a form of baseline testing. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not me physically testing them there, it's mm-hmm. me knowing that they've been hitting these numbers and now they're hitting these. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: I think, you know, you, I feel, I change feel. the words. I feel that being able to have. Any version of a starting point, mm-hmm. right? Like you just said, is is baseline testing. Yeah. So you know, Anymore. answering the question, do we and baseline test? And
1: sometimes as PTs, we just think that it's whatever we write down is a form of baseline test, right? But it's everything that encompasses that patient as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. When, getting their
0: goals, I think that's. Mm-hmm. I feel that you know every PT does that. They should, mm-hmm. right? Discuss what they want to get to. Right? Mm-hmm. What is your goal? What By you coming in here today, what do you want to accomplish?
1: It, it's funny, you know, goal writing, right? Like, oh, gosh. Like, when we're taught to write goals for a patient, you know, we're taught, like, oh, they should gain a five out of five gluten-meat strength. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not functional, though. Not at all. Right? Like not at all. Maybe that's in within their goal, but now my goals are written as, like, patient will be able to tolerate a 90% load under a snack. You know, and it's like, why? Because obviously they strengthen these points, but it's funny because I just think about how you go through that because of insurance and we oh don't take insurance gosh. now so I can write the goals however the hell I want. Yeah. Based on that person. That are person. more, that yeah, are more that are,
0: realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find myself writing stupid goals sometimes <laughs> because this is what insurance says is the right thing to do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Yeah. And it, it, it really irks me. And I, I feel like I can't write the, a true goal, so to speak, because This person isn't really trying to obtain i mean yes they are trying to get a quote unquote five out of five but that's so objective Mm -hmm. it hurts my heart Mm -hmm. um but then we try and do these um outcome measures right that yes they do have research sure why not yeah i I get it but it's it's like you're you're saying that only
1: these five questions are going to be tailored to you yeah and that's never the case yeah and it's funny because I still do the Oswestry. Yeah, right? for I mean, but my, it's for, a- for my athletes, I come with low back pain. Right, right. And it's not have, a bad one. But it's just it doesn't accommodate them. Mm-mm. Right. Like- Mm-mm.
0: And then, and, but then some <laughs> they do, and yeah. it's like, I see, I can see where there's use in it, right. And sometimes yeah. getting these questionnaires is almost validating for some patients, mm-hmm. you know. They they see this and they're like, okay, yeah, this is kind of applicable to me. And I do think I have pain with it. So it does allow them to actually think about their painful experience and reflect on it and truly see if they are, in fact, struggling with this certain activity. And they're like, you know what, maybe not. Or, you know what, yeah, this is really, really uh, an issue for me. Yeah. I think we should address this. So there's some positive in it. There's yeah. definitely some positive in, in these in these outcome measures.
1: Mm-hmm. I- I think I use it more to help have me like help me get a feel for the patient. That's a good idea. That that's really what I use them now for. Rather as before, I would be like, oh, the insurance has to see a ten point gain. In this yeah, person yeah. <laughs> like, no, like I just use it to, and I don't ever do it after the first visit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just
0: openly said you use it to get to know the patient. Yeah, yeah. But it I, paints oh, a person. picture yeah, for yeah, you. It just
1: paints a picture. But I, I never have them doing a discharge visit. I mean, to me, it's like. Oh, I'm better. I do well. And I think those questionnaires are more for Gen Pop, right? Like I would people say so. that are inactive yeah. and don't move much. Exactly. Yeah, it's I way more
0: favorable for those patients because yeah. then they're like, oh man, this, I
1: remember question nine. Mm. And I was like, well, what yeah. was question nine? I couldn't do this. I couldn't bend over. Now I can.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you ask the question. It, let's say you never did. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's say, you know, the topic for today is baseline testing mm-hmm. and you never asked, Hey, can you pick up the paper that you couldn't pick up before? Then I'd say you better use an outcome measure. Yeah. But if you're you're asking that every day. Yeah. You check in with the patient every day. Yeah. So it's It's
1: yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Use it, right? Use it if you want, but it's not anything that I feel, like for me personally, again, it's a little bit of a different um, approach, or not approach, a different population when mm. when we're speaking to, you know, you're speaking to Olympic lifting, you're gearing more towards their percentages. For me, I, with the athletes I work with, you know, um, my baseball player doesn't have a, a percentage to go off of, yeah. right? And they're still developing. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's going to be a little bit different, and for me, I'm not getting patients that have a specific back or a specific issue. Thank goodness they're coming to for performance. Yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. For, per- for performance. So, yeah. you know, we're talking about different varieties of baseline testing, but in the end, you know, we are doing it. And
1: it is important. Very. Yeah, it's it's both important for us as physical therapists to know that our patient is getting better. Also, because if they're not getting better, then we need to change what the hell we're doing. Exactly. That's the other thing too. Yeah. Baseline testing helps us give you the best and optimal care. If mm-hmm. I mean. If we're doing the same crap over and over, and the patient's not getting better, then we need to change something up. Yeah, and I think so.
0: we we bring that up, and I know we've brought it up before. You know, these these tests, these baseline tests, whatever they may be, in whichever shape or form that we're administering them in, mm-hmm. it gives us the the not the confidence, but the 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 backing not to us, but to provide for our patient mm-hmm. that. Yes, you're getting better because this is where you started and now we're here. Yeah. You know. Um some a, a mentor of mine really highlighted that for me over and over again when it was working with patients that present with chronic pain, mm-hmm. right? And everything was was, was in pain. everything was pain. Everything yeah. was negative, and, and and nothing was working. And I believed it. Like my gosh, every time these
1: patients came I in, I as a therapist. Yeah, therapist. and
0: I'm like, I'm never gonna fix anything. And, and do we truly fix people? We are a tool to help fix. Like I'm not a tool, right? Yeah. Like I mean, not, you are. No, I'm not. Like, I mean, no, I'm tool. not. I, I'm. A, I'm a, <laughs> I facilitate is what I'm saying. And and you as as the patient for those of you who are listening. You know, you are the, the reason why you get better, but we are the reason that
1: help you get better. Does that make sense? We just get you on the yellow brick road. Yeah. We just yeah. lay down the foundation. Yeah, we get you. Exactly. Yeah, like, when I get thanks from patients, I was like, I just laid down the framework.
0: Exactly. And well, you put in the work. And you put in the work. But like, you have to be, be willing to do that. I
1: tell you what to do, and you listen. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what was I getting at? Oh, it was it was going back to, you know, th- these patients that were negative, and and i was like man i don't even know what's what's po- like i don't think they're getting better either yeah but it was going back to something as simple as a questionnaire even these questionnaires were failing me yeah. like they were going down the scores were negative and i didn't even think it was possible um it was taking the time to revisit goals that they originally brought up yeah something super simple and being able to modify and and provide activities that were simulating what they wanted to get back to. Something as simple as man, this guy was it works, um he does clerical work, a version of it. Mm-hmm. And he had to have a lot of um fine motor skills. And so we implemented a version of a fine motor skill that involved like nuts and bolts and having to screw in a nut and a bolt and, and continue mm-hmm. to do that for a timely manner. And essentially, it was time under tension, right? I'm having this person do this for X amount of time, and he couldn't do it for more than 30 seconds. Over time, it got better. And so that was a baseline test for him. Mm -hmm. And my mentors at the time was like, you need to help him understand that he couldn't do that at the beginning. And and so, you know, it's little things like that that patients tend to miss when Mm -hmm. they're in so much pain, pain. you know? And for us, we have these baselines for a reason. So that way, we can, like I said, we can... uh, Be able to have these athletes perform optimally and then also give them the confidence that they need to perform again, optimally, but perform better than what they were at the beginning. Yeah. You know, there's so much that comes from baseline testing. Obviously I'm pretty, I'm very passionate about it as, as are you. Um, but just, you know, for all the PTs out there listening, make sure that you are in fact doing a version of baseline testing, which I know you guys are just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those of you athletes, patients know that you are constantly being e- evaluated and, and we're always checking in to make sure that you're getting the care you need.
1: And, and Taylor, you know and tailor the baseline testing to that person yeah. even though you have to do things by insurance or whatever still do it just to make it look good but also look at the individual and do your own form of baseline testing to really help that individual out well said bam bam thank you man all right guys
0: thanks for listening we look forward to you know talking with you next week and make sure to drop a comment what else you guys would like to hear from us what you like to hear us chat about
1: what you don't want us to hear
0: what you don't want us to talk about. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good evening. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano, where, where you, you come first.
1: first.